for me, art is the seed of creation. You know, everything around mm -hmm. us is a form of art in one way or another. Yeah. So therefore, for me to come and master that art of creation, therefore, I needed to master as well the art of letting go, the art of destruction. Welcome back to the Kelvin Podcast. I'm your host, business mentor and personal brand strategist on a mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action, do something different and show up as the best person that they aspire to be. Are you one of my five a day? Keep all your messages coming. Let me know on Instagram at Kelly Lundberg Official and let me know what you've been inspired by. Was it something on this episode? Keep them coming. It makes my day and it makes my guest day knowing that it has had such an impact. Thank you in advance for being one of my five a day. If you haven't already, drop a review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews help secure even more guests to come on the show and it just takes a couple of minutes. Tell me which episode you like and it just draws more attention and more credibility. And in today's episode, I speak to Johnny Dar. Now, he is a multi-talented inventor, artist, designer, musician and director. He wears a lot of hats, but he shares his journey and really interestingly how they're all connected. He talks about how he's breaking new ground in the world of art and well-being through his innovative expressions in technology. So there was a lot of talk about sort of biohacking in the sense of how can we prolong our life, the effects on um, DNA and how we can amplify human potential via what is one of his latest inventions, AOI, the art of implosion, a device that uses the latest technology in light and sound for overall rejuvenation and well-being. I get into asking all the questions and all will be revealed in this episode. Enjoy. Johnny, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the Kelly Lumber podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me here. My pleasure. I thought when I was doing a little bit of research about, you know, your backstory and everything, I see that there's a number of different hats that you wear. And I thought maybe why don't you share with our audience a little bit about, you know, your backstory and what it is that you actually do? My backstory. I mean, I had a dream of doing one thing and then until, yeah, and then I couldn't really do that. So I found myself doing many things to hopefully one day get to live my dream. And, but, you know, along the way, everything that I've done was literally kind of like a, a portion of creating that dream. Yeah. yeah. Was this and, the accident in the, scholar, the yeah, scholarship? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's like constantly, like, I have, let's say, a dream to do one thing, and then that one thing leads me into another thing. So it's kind of like, it's never really the card that I pick. You know, it's always the card that gets picked for me while I'm going for what I thought I was supposed to go for. Because it was, fil fi was it filming a college yeah, yeah. and then you got a scholarship with, through football? And yeah, then yeah, exactly. But the thing is, this filming came out of like, okay, you know what? I cannot be an artist. I need to kind of like now be in control, sure that I'm in control of my artistic ability and that, how do I do that? Oh, director. Okay, let me be a director. Since uh, being an actor is uh, maybe too much of an artist, you know? <laughs> so it's always, it's always kind of like finding that... Yeah, finding that alternative that pretty much satisfies the two hemispheres of the brain, you know, that kind of like beyond the two hemispheres of the brain satisfies my family's expectation, let's say, of me being, let's say, doctor, lawyer, uh, an engineer, 
you know, successful, yeah, successful person, you know, since art was definitely not something that thought of as success. Your dad wasn't happy. I remember reading that he found you with pens and you'd covered the cupboard in art. And, you know, did I read that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is this, I kept, you know, all the mediums were taken away from me. And so I was like, you know, but I couldn't stop. So I just found, you know, some pens and I just went at it. I remember like, you hid it I under went, your bed. Yeah, I went under my bed and I started drawing, drawing, drawing until there was no more room. <laughs> and then I went to my closet and then and then afterwards, you know, I couldn't like uh, all the interior of everything was filled up. So I had to start going, spilling outward <laughs> to the outside of the closet, outside of the bed, into the wall. And then it's like, oh, no, the kid doesn't stop. So, <laughs> so yeah. So therefore, just kind of like, that's the reason why I kind of like always was trying to find a way to, yeah, squeeze me through, let's say, being politically correct or being accepted. Yeah. Yeah. When did you kind of give up that enough, I'm going to go and do what I want to do? Yeah, I believe that was the end of my high school. I was in a private high school and I was doing my test to, finalizing my test to go to Harvard or Stanford. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like one of those two. And then basically I decided to skip it, not go. And that pissed off everyone. My dad was like, I just spent a million on you doing this and you skipped the test. Anyway, so yeah, I did skip the test, and but I still passed, you know. Good for you. Yeah. And then I decided to just fly off to Los Angeles. And As you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, city of dreams. Let uh, me go to LA. Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, I'm going to LA. That's it. So you were what, 17, 18, 19 by then? Yeah, 17. Yeah, and you go uh, 17 turning 18 almost. So yeah. you go to LA with this dream to become an artist or was it designer? Because I know that's what you went into designing. But what yeah. was the dream when you went there? I mean, the dream, it was funny, you know, because the thing is this, I remember it kind of like started with, I was like, one day I was reading about how much actors make, you know, and how much Michael Jackson makes, you know, a year. And then I was like, and then I like found out that there's Hollywood, you know, and I was like, oh, Hollywood. Actors make that much money. Okay, so maybe I want to go and do that. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how many people actually do that. And they sit in there and they go, I suppose that's why people go for the, the six, eight months and yeah. make it work. But it ended up working for you. Not as an acting career, though, did it? No, it was, but it was really funny, you know, because when I went to LA, I was like, okay, so I'm doing filmmaking, you know, because I'm going to be in control of my dream, you know. I'm not going to be that uh, guy in front of the camera. I'm going to be behind the camera directing who's in front of the camera. But then people kept like saying, you should be an actor. Like, you should be an actor, really. It's like I kept having, I kept being friends, making friends with actors and actresses. And they like constantly send me to auditions. And then I just show up. And once I'm in front of the camera, I freeze, you know. And I just, nothing comes out. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it doesn't work. That career's, that career's not going to happen for me. <laughs> no, that career is definitely not going anywhere. So yeah, there, therefore I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm here to be behind the camera, you know? Yeah. So yeah, and then basically that dream got crushed with motorcycle accidents. So mm -hmm. yeah, so I had to reinvent myself. So I guess, you know, it was like constantly forced to reinvent myself. Every time I thought I found me, I realized that was just, a portion of me. Mm. There's still more. Mm. So that's what kept me, yeah, that's what kept me going actually, because otherwise I remember being around 20, yeah, when I, when I, when I went to, when, when I had my accident, I remember my manager coming to visit me and he's like, 
if I had the life that you had, I would have been in a mental hospital by now. You know, I'd be, you know, I'd be done. You know, I don't know how you take all of that. So, and I didn't think of my life that way at that point, you know, yeah. but then I was like, okay, you know, do I take that as a compliment? <laughs> how do you think you managed it at that time? I mean, I always looked at, I always managed to look at the glass uh, half full, mm -hmm. you know, instead, yeah, because I mean, the thing is this, since I was a child, I was always suppressed uh, to do the things that I wanted to do and always, uh, you know, just, yeah, like I always had to find a way to express myself, you know, so I always had to find a way to fight the authorities to get to express myself. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I thank my God, so my dad for. just kind of this is normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Because at the end of the day, once I was done with my dad, you know, I realized that, okay, there is a bigger dad, daddy, which is the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the world is constantly wants to, as well, you know, suppress you, I mean, box you, keep you in check, keep you within a limit. So, therefore, yeah. So, therefore, it was, like, actually quite thankful that I had to, you know, I, I was trained since you know, since an early age yeah. to fight for my dream. Good. So when did you get into, because you've had the career in design mm -hmm. and you've dressed in, you know, a number of celebrities. Yeah. Um, when and how did that happen? And then you've gone on and had reinvented yourself again. So let's touch on the fashion design and then the next kind of iteration to where Johnny is. Okay. So, I mean, basically, yeah, after, yeah, after doing that, I ended up, yeah, after my pursuit of becoming a filmmaker was uh, crushed. Yeah. Then after going through my depression and realizing that I needed deep rest yeah. <laughs> from fighting, yeah, yeah. because I can't, you know, realize that I'm just, I've been fighting, I've been fighting since I was born. So therefore nothing, yeah, I was not really, I never had the space or the privilege of really sitting there and having a minute with myself because I was constantly thriving to prove myself mm. to be worthy or to be of to be something yeah. yeah so therefore around that time I believe I went back to being an artist you know started to drawing again I started to, yeah and then and then basically I remember I was like drawing some figures and then I was seeing my psychologist and at that time and then I was like just waiting for her drawing some things and then she's like she looked at it and she's like, oh, you know, you draw pretty well, you know, that looks like a dress and you dress pretty well, you know, so why don't you just pursue a career in fashion design? I was like, fashion design? I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I could have like dreamt of every, anything in the world other than being a fashion designer. So um, I went to a fashion school, um, into the, yeah, I went and visited a few universities, few colleges. And then every time I go to visit and I'm like, I see these women you know just sewing cutting and i was like man this doesn't seem like it's me you know <laughs> how can i like just i cannot picture myself being in there yeah. but anyway then i went to see one of the yeah colleges and then the um, i was convinced i was convinced to study apparel manufacturing management you know so since i was already creative and i'm like i mean the thing is this when i went for the meeting i had like three papers to show, you know, I was like, and he came to the conclusion that I'm already creative. So I was like, he's like, okay, okay, you don't need more creativity. You need business. You need the business side and how to run your creativity. So that was really good at the end of the day, because I ended up starting my first fashion company mm. one year into the school, you know? Wow. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, everyone, all my professors, everyone around me was like, if you don't make it, 
I don't know who will make it. You're the next Calvin Klein. You're the next this. You're the next that. So I got pumped up, you know. So I was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> and you dressed a number of celebrities over sort of a period of what, 10, yeah, 15, yeah, I did. Yeah, 20 yeah. years? Yeah. And then I, I read that the artist pieces still in use. I saw that you worked with Lady Gaga mm -hmm. and that you ended up, was it 17 models? You drew art on the, yeah. the bodies for a runway show or an yeah. event? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is, is, I had to actually paint. I remember a guy coming to me and she's like, Johnny, I need you to paint all my dancers in two hours. I was like, how many dancers do you have? She's like, yeah, 13 dancers. I was like, you want me to paint 13 dancers in two hours? What do I look like? <laughs> do I have... An uh, octopus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I forgot I was an octopus, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, but I love challenges, you know? It's like, I live off of challenges. So I was like, okay, if this coming my way, that means I can do it somehow, you know? Then I was like, you know, I took a minute and then I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. You know, can you just put them all in a row, you know? And I need uh, all the makeup artists that you have around, you know, yeah. to help me out. She's like, okay. So basically I put all the models in the row. I was like, close your eyes. <laughs> so I was like pouring paint on top of each model, gallons and gallons of paint. And then I was like with my hands, you know, pew, 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 painting, you know, just making sure that they're all painted head to toe. And then, yeah, with like just brushes and this, I don't know, I did it. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. So, yeah. And then I did this fashion show in Berlin where I just wanted to as well, like just kind of like push the limits. Yeah. And I painted 17 models. I woke up in the morning around three in the morning and then it took me until 8 p.m. the next day and I finished. Wow. Yeah. So how did Lady Gaga find out about you? I mean, what's that? How, how did she find out about me? Yeah. You see, I've been in the Hollywood circle for since, I mean, yeah, because I was in Hollywood, you know, since... The uh, actor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I was dressing all these um, celebs, etc. So I had yeah. already contacts in there and name and yeah. So she found me through that, you know, through my contacts. Yeah. So even when you look back now, they always say that you can't join the dots until you look back. Yeah, and then exactly. when you look back, you're like, ah, that's why I did this. That's why I did this. And that's why I did this. And it's nearly like they're all connected for you in some way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because as a matter of fact, you know, I like, I really did not want, I mean, I, I, mean, I really resisted the idea of uh, doing body paint, body art, because I felt like it degraded my art. And then my art went from, you know, just, I don't know, like, you know, I'm like spending 16 or sometimes, you know, 12, you know, 12, 16 hours on making an image. And models sitting there for 16 hours, you know, getting painted. Yeah. And then it's gone after the photo shoot, you know, it's like, but we have a picture. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So anyway. It really just, makes it more exclusive, does it not? Because everybody's different. Yeah, you know, it does. It does. But the thing is this, it's kind of like, I believe it's kind of like, you know, I have an intention with doing it, you know, yeah. and then the rest of the world has another, another way of seeing it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, People tend to see it from a naked perspective, you know, yeah, yeah. while I'm seeing it from a point of dressing the soul, you know, which kind of like bringing out something that has been suppressed and been dismissed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which by us covering it with, uh, you know, with what designers do, you know, so yeah. it was like kind of like, you know, destroying as well my designer, you know, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like. It's being the destroyer and the creator at the same time. And I believe that's kind of like, that was the powerful thing about doing it. Yeah. It's and different. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you've got the artist in you. You've got the, in, the designer in you. You've got the inventor in you. Now, 
Yeah. Let's move on to a little bit about this sort of new era that you're in. Or say new era, it's something that you've been doing a long time, but you're, but maybe if you explain it might be better. You were speaking about AOI? Yeah. The art yeah, of yeah, implosion? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing is this, the art of implosion for me, it, AOI is really the dream mm-hmm. for me. It's like the dream that I've been wanting to bring and share with the world since, let's say, my childhood. Because that was my, my talent. My talent, my ability was I was able to see behind the door, behind the wall. You know, I was able to see what's under the skin. I was able to see what's, hear the thoughts of people before they even said it, you know. So therefore, it's like I had that talent, I have that ability to see the invisible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I was never, I was always made to feel weird, odd, freak for being able to see the other world. Visualize it. Yeah. 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 And then, no, I didn't really receive much support in doing so. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is it's like, I believe at that around 23, when I got a bit sick and tired of the fashion scene, of the vanity of fashion. Yeah. Because Mm. the thing is, this is kind of like, for me, it's like, I don't know. I realized that, okay, once I reach the top of anything, I then end up retrieving, you know, I end up kind of like, kind of like, that's what I mean. I have that creator and destroyer within me. And yeah, that are, well, it's like the goal to get where it is. And then once you get there, you're like, I want to destroy it, you know, what's next? Yeah, exactly. You know, so I'm like, I'm constantly playing those two cards, you know, here, I'm like so passionate about creating. But then once I create peak of mm. what I'm going for, then I'm like, okay, it's time to destroy and time to move on to another Something peak. Else. Yeah. So, yeah, I kept doing that. But I believe that's exactly how I was able to reach so many peaks because what I was looking to master was beyond fashion, beyond art, beyond design, beyond, beyond music, beyond our way of perceiving arts, you know? And for me, art is the seed of creation. You know, everything around mm-hmm. us is a form of art in one way or another. Yeah. So therefore, for me to come and master that art of creation, therefore, I needed to master as well the art of letting go, the art of destruction. So be able to create it and be so obsessed with creating it and then then be so removed and let it just destroy itself and move on to new creation. And yeah, I believe that help me understand, kind of like help me uh, discover all the blind corners. Mm. Yeah. So there was no more blind corners for me because the thing is this, we're constantly afraid to go further, you know, to go further or to explore a new thing because we're afraid to lose what we have. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, I believe I had to kind of like, yeah. And that's another thing that I'm thankful for that my dad destroyed my art because you know, help me be at peace yeah. with the fact that, you know, it's fine. Let it be destroyed. I'm still the creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What aspects are you working on right now then? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So talking, speaking about AOI, yeah, and the art of implosion. So basically, the, here's the thing. So when I left in 23, around there, yeah, when I was 23, I went and took on a different path altogether. Went and started meditating and went and meditated for the first time and basically start discovering, started going back to where I left off when I was, let's say two, three, four, five, six, seven, when I did not want to, I did, I did not want to accept the other world, you know, the rest of the world. 
-hmm. and I only wanted to express me, me, mm -hmm. me, 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 yeah. And then I felt like, okay, I left that behind and I need to pick up where I left off, you know, because that was me, you know. That was the true gem that made me, you know. That was my true essence. Yeah. So when I went back into, yeah, when I meditated, I had a... An experience, you know, I'm not going to go into it right now because that would be another podcast? book, yeah, yeah. <laughs> broadcast for sure. So yeah, basically I came to start seeing what I used to see before, you know, I see the energy, see the invisible thread that makes everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I went on a little journey to further explore this. And then I, you know, and then I came to discover that my art was revealing the invisible, yeah, yeah showing what has not been seen, yeah, showing that 99% space that makes up the atom, yeah. And I felt like humanity is quite dumb, yeah, because we're just, you know, we're fighting, you know, we're, we're trying to, we're exploding from that 1% onto that 1% and mm -hmm. we're just constantly in that mode of destruction, you know, even though we're creating, but the thing is this, in order for us to create the table, we have to destroy the life of the tree. Yeah. Mm. So we're not able to actually create from implosion. Yeah. Instead of explosion. Yeah. So we're not able to actually create from, let's say, taking a piece of that falling, you know, piece of the tree and then imploding, imploding that to a table. Yeah. Mm. We're constantly missing that 99% space in our perspective and then in our observation of, cre of creation. And then I, you know, I'm like referencing and going back to, let's say, Einstein and saying, you know, energy and matter are interchangeable. Again, you know, but where is the application of that? You know, so, okay, maybe we went as far as cell phones and radio waves, etc. Yeah. Microwave. Yeah. So it's, but... Again, we're still missing that ability to actually infuse, yeah, that energy and bring on a new form of life, yeah. Mm. So, therefore, I realized that this is really my purpose, you know. My purpose is to discover that formula, that formula that connects all of it, yeah. So, in that space, I came to discover a mathematical equation, and that mathematical equation, I realized that this is what I've been doing all along with my art. Yeah. And then, and then basically I came to further my meditation and my, you know, I went around the world a few times. I, you know, I would say I was seeking, I was seeking, 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 you know, I was like, okay, maybe the Native Americans have some wisdom to share with me. Maybe the Buddhists have some wisdom to share with me. Maybe the Hindus have some wisdom to share with me. Maybe the... Yeah, the various religions, you know, so I studied all of, you know, I like looked into all of that. I yeah. didn't maybe like, let's say, study it intensively, but I basically looked at it to a point where I was like, okay, I get it. I get the point. I get the common thread, you know. And now at the end of the day, everyone is trying to say the same thing, but in their own way. But then they're all fighting against each other because, again, they're not able to collapse that space into that atom. Yeah. Mm. And everyone is kind of like, again, seeking it, you know. So. I felt like my purpose was to connect those, yeah? And then once I did that, I realized that, you know, we can do lots with that, you know? We can resolve our problems with, you know, if we're able to actually infuse that space back to the atom, yeah? 
And I realized that our sicknesses and our limitations, etc., all of it is coming from that disconnection and that from, yeah, and those points being disconnected. So I dreamt of the idea of Art of Implosion, AOI, and healing with light and sound. Because the thing is this now, if you look at the space, you know, what exists in space? Light and mm-hmm. sound, yeah? Yeah. So that's what occupies space. Therefore, if we're able to actually find, let's say, the right code, you know, or like the right password yeah. Yeah, to get into the body, you know, and allow the body to open up, to be able to absorb and to take on that space, yeah, then basically you can heal the atom, you can heal the body from just being able to do so. So is that what you call biohacking then? Yeah, no, I mean, biohacking is a, is a term that is used for those, that, I guess, that are playing with various ways to extend their life or to, extend, or to rejuvenate their cells or to, yeah, like, you know, it's kind of like a way to enhance our performance, you know, yeah. by using all these various ways, all these various hacks yeah. to do so. So. So that, but the thing is this, when I did, you know, this is, I don't, I, you know, I don't consider this biohacking, let's say, but it is a form of biohacking. Well, I suppose if you're going, well, this, you know, by doing this and this will help you recover from illness or disease or then that is prolonging yeah. the life in some dimension. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, the thing is, this based on our studies, yeah, you get in for one session in AOI and basically your cells are rejuvenating by six to seven years in one session. Yeah. Wow. Your organs are getting all aligned back to their original function in one session. And your aura is getting restored in one session. And then, you know, and you're like, okay, how is that possible? But it is possible now because again, because what I've, what I explained, 99% is space. Yeah. So now when you are feeding the atom, that 99% space, guess what happens? Yeah, the, the atom just responds with full rejuvenation. Yeah, and yeah. So do you notice a difference within, if you, or is it more internal that it's like six to seven years healing? Or would you notice on the outset or is it more a feeling? Oh, no, no. I mean, it's uh, all around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from your skin to the shine of your eyes to... Yeah, the spark of your eyes come back, you know, like I've seen people literally go in looking like zombies coming out alive again, you know, and they're just not. The thing is, this it's not just working on the physical, it's working on the emotional, mm. it's working on the mental, it's working on the spiritual, it's working on the full package. Yeah, because this is the, um, I believe this is the misperception with uh, humanity in general. Yeah, we're constantly trying to fix, you know, fix out of 1%, yeah, like so, and then leave, there's like 99% is constantly left out. Wow. Yeah. So here, you're getting into that space where all of that is getting addressed, you know, have people going back to being in the embryo of uh, in the state of, yeah, in their mother's belly, yeah, and speaking to themselves and saying, you know, little buddy, you're going to be fine, you're going to be, you're going to do great. Wow. Have people going back and healing their the trauma of birth i have people go i mean it's it's yeah it's really it, it's infinite because you're getting into that infinite space yeah because this has always been my my focus my focus is has always been how do we balance out the world you know we balance out the world by balancing out ourselves yeah and basically 
if you look at, let's say, society and how we're driven, we're driven to think with our heads, yeah, with our brains, yeah, mm. with our, the brain that is in our head, yeah, because we have more brains than just the one in our head. So, and now when you look at the brain in your head, yeah, the brain in your head is lacking sensory neurons, yeah, so it has no feeling, it has no emotion, yeah. You can operate on the brain without uh, <laughs> drugging it out and you won't, you won't feel any pain because it doesn't feel anything, yeah. And then we have something that doesn't feel anything run our world, yeah, run our body, which uh, does not make sense at all, yeah, because we are full of feelings, yeah, we need to feel things, you know, we need to get in touch with, I mean, 99% of our interactions are based on how we feel about something, you know, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, but the thing is this, when you disconnect people from feeling, you know, from being able to feel their body, feel, feel their environment, then you end up creating dumb people, yeah, the disconnected people. So therefore, this is kind of like basically our society is literally all focused on the brain, yeah, activity, you know, and then basically the belly, yeah, the gut brain, yeah, ends up being that counter. Yeah? So it's kind of like, for me, it's like, it's like we have three brains, yeah, we have the brain in our head, the brain in our heart, and the brain in our uh, gut, gut yeah. yeah. The brain in our head is basically is that intellectual, mental, let's say, thought driven uh, process the brain our gut is the action yeah is the brain of action yeah because you know you're hungry so you gotta take action yeah so it sends and then the brain our heart is that emotion that emotional intelligence yeah. yeah and then when you dismiss that yeah you dismiss the heart and you're constantly in that action and mental perspective then and then no wonder People are fat. No wonder people are disconnected. No wonder people are lazy. No people. No wonder people have all these problems out there because the problem really comes from the wiring. Yeah, how we're wired. So basically, when you go into, let's say, have the AOI experience, the Art of Implosion experience, what's happening here is this: it's literally taking that thirty percent, twenty percent, thirty percent energy that your brain ends up stealing from your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's only 3% of your mass, yeah? Yeah. And it's using up 20, 30% of your energy, yeah? And then the rest goes into your belly, yeah? <laughs> and then basically you're occupied, yeah? You have no room other than to run between those two dualities that you are existing in, yeah? yeah? So now what's happening with Art of Implosion, it's bringing you back to your senses, yeah? Bringing you back to activating your sensory neurons and activating the heart, mm -hmm. yeah? And when people come back to their heart, yeah, and, and, you know, and like, and leave that abuse that they're living internally, yeah, then they end up feeling alive again, yeah, they end up rejuvenating, they end, end up connecting with themselves, yeah, and therefore the mental health, you know, just goes up the roof, the mental sharpness goes up the roof, you know, just your physical performance goes up the roof, it just, and then everything gets better. Everything gets better. And can only you do this or can you train people to do this? Because I'm thinking from a business capacity, how, how can you scale this? Okay, so I mean, the thing is this. Okay, now how do you scale? The machine does the work, yeah? So now it's doing all of this, yeah? You just go in there and it's doing all of that. It's, it has the intelligence where it will point out exactly where your problem is, yeah? So, wow. and it will start working on your problem. Yeah? yeah. And then once it's done with that problem, it will move on to the next one. Yeah. And then it will move on to the next one. It will literally take you through this journey of mental, emotional, physical, and constantly spiraling you 
you know, first we'll spin you, we'll mm-hmm. circle you in that, you know, yeah. until you pretty much cover all that, you know, and realize that, okay, I'm blocked here because of the way I process that experience, you know, and my mental thought is locked into that way of thinking. Therefore, constantly forcing my stomach to, my gut to want the, to eat this junk food because I'm holding on to junk information. So therefore it's like junk information leads to junk food and junk food leads to inflammation. Yeah. And that's basically the main cause of sickness. So basically when you unlock the body from this madness, you know, from this formula, then the body comes to actually go, okay, I don't need to be now under the spell of my reaction to the experience. Now I can be beyond that and actually have the emotional intelligence to sit there and guide myself through the experience and through the healing of that experience and bring myself to a place where I'm now mastering my existence. Yeah. And this is what's happening in there. People becoming the masters of their own bodies again, where they like, where they come to realize like, okay, I don't need to, I mean, some people go, oh, the treatment is quite uh, pricey. I'm like, not really. It's not pricey because the thing is this now, if you had to go and see a psychologist, a nutritionist, a chiropractor, I mean, the session is $400 an hour. yeah? Yeah. Um, but you're saying in one hour, this, you know, the machinery can take you back five, six, seven years. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, what does that, you know? But it's not just doing that. I mean, I have like, I have so many people coming back and say, Johnny, you know, thank you. You know, AOI saved my life, you know, AOI changed my life. AOI, you know, it's like people like that were like, okay, they were like, they were on their way out of, uh, you know, kind of like, okay, retiring from life, dismissing their life because now they're in their fifties, 50, whatever, 50. 55 and now they're like i feel like i'm 20 again you know because that's the thing it's not just rejuvenating the cell it's not just making you look younger no it's actually you're coming to now clean up because the thing is is think of it this way yeah you stop going to the rock concert because you got sick and tired of going to rock concerts because you cannot take it anymore you stop falling in love because you got sick and tired of uh, getting your heart broken yeah so it's all memories yeah and these memories, yeah, they end up interrupting our experiences and interrupting our ability to actually reinvent ourselves, reinvent the moment, wake up and go, okay, it's all brand new. It's mm. all, okay, you know, I'm, I'm fresh again, you know, I, I can start my life now again, you know, it's never too late, yeah. And because well, that's what's happening in there. What we're doing is we're literally cleaning up the hard drive. We're clearing up your uh, DNA from all this junk information, junk memory, yeah? Memory that is holding you back and is convincing you that you're not worthy anymore because you've already been disappointed so many times. But now all, the, all these disappointments are all of a sudden gone, yeah? And you're brand new, fresh, yeah? Wow. That's, yeah. So it's not just rejuvenating the cell, it's rejuvenating even your mental thought. I mean, that's the reason why a lot of mental fogness ends up leaving, end up getting erased. Because it's, the mental fogness is because of that access memory, mm. access information, and your inability to take on any new data. Where can people do this then? So people are listening, they're like, oh, this sounds interesting. I want to try it. But maybe they're not based in Dubai because you have 
a machine you have a machine here in Dubai where else in the world yeah we do have a machine here in Dubai you can go to the art of implosion.com and find out yeah but right now it's we are in Dubai Berlin Ibiza and Costa Rica and we have yeah we already have 10 more locations that we're expanding to but I just had a little delay with the, my production I just changed my production. Anyway, it's a lot of work doing yeah, all of, of that. So yeah, but soon we'll be available in many more cities. And at the moment, open to, yeah, taking on inquiries for people that are interested in bringing it to various Middle parts place. of the world. Yeah, because you, I mean, this needs to be out there. You have your own book as well. So if people are enjoying what they're hearing. You released a book about the experiences. Do you want to tell a little bit about them? About... This uh, the book like you've got a recent yeah, yeah, book exactly. that's out, yeah. So, yeah, I mean the book will be yeah. So I have I have few books out, but uh, and there's um, the book that is related to the AI experience is called Reoccupy Your Body, yes. and uh, this book it talks about talks about that talks yes. about what we just uh, went over that uh, how let's say does information lead to inflammation? You know, and now, you know, information being that memory, that experience, etc. And how to really come to occupy our bodies, occupy mm-hmm. our ability to think clear, feel clear, and be able to take action from a balanced state of being, you know, not to take action out of needing to respond to the pressure of life. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like we have it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's kind of like, Again, you know, when we are focusing on explosion versus implosion, yeah, when we're focusing on occupying the world around us and we forget to occupy our own body, yeah, and master our own bodies, I feel like this is a good part of dissatisfaction, the disconnection, yeah. is the fact that we, you know, because the thing is, is, I was lucky to experience life high and life down, you know, and then high and up and down, up and down. And then I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, what really counts at the end of the day, you know? What really matters, you know? Mm. Having the fancy everything and not feeling connected to any of it or having the nothingness and feeling connected to everything, yeah? So really, there is always a price, you know? You don't just get rich and not become miserable in one way or another because you are disconnected now from your feeling because now you feel like you have to be that one that, holds on to the opportunity or to the wealth and not to be able to give it to someone else. It's kind of like, again, it's like, I feel like it's very important for us to go inward, yeah, to go inward and realize kind of like what we end up doing to ourselves, yeah, inquiring what we acquire externally, yeah? yeah, because we always, there's always sacrifice, you know, there's always a price to pay. It's not always good looking as it looks you know it's like that good looking aspect of it might be really miserable in many other ways yeah it's not always the hollywood dream no it's not (laughs) it's not it's so not because you know what let me tell you something 99 percent of the people that i know in hollywood are miserable Mm, you know mm, miserable mm. yeah (laughs) miserable they just act because they're actors yeah (laughs) wow (laughs) they just act happy because at that point they're like okay you know what if i don't act happy Uh, Everyone thinks I'm the stupid one, you know, I'm the idiot because I have everything, but then I'm still complaining. It's not that. There's so much that I want to, I want to touch on the fashion industry, but I'm conscious of time as well. The one question I did have is the sort of journey of you being on, and you've talked a little bit about the relationship with your father and how 
you know, in some ways now you look back and you're like, I'm really glad that he gave me those kind of tough lessons. Yeah. What does he think now of the space in the industry that you're in? Oh, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I was like waiting for Art of Implosion to prove him, you know, to to prove everything that I've been doing, you know, because the thing is, this is kind of like, think of it this way. It's kind of like, for me, I wanted to change the world through entertainment, yeah, because people want to be entertained. So I was like, okay, here, fashion, art, and music, let them be entertained. And then getting my way at the end by bringing everyone to Art of Implosion, yeah. So yeah, and then he passed away um, oh, I'm so sorry. 10 days after I created AOI, you know, so I was like, oh. and I was like, so wanting to, yeah, to show him what I've been working on. And yeah. then, yeah, that didn't happen. So anyway, so therefore I came to realize that, you know what, you can never do anything for anyone. You can just do it because that's your purpose, you know, and you just be at peace with it. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's a nice way to end on as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you take a couple more minutes? And I always like to end with a few fun questions. I don't know what's coming up. You pick maybe two or three of these. And um, let's see what it two says. Two or three of these. See what okay. you feel like taking. Okay, here. Yeah. So that's it. So do you want to repeat what it says and then answer it? <laughs> okay, I'm irrational when it comes to love. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I like to be in love with everything, you know, that I'm doing. Yeah. So if I'm not in love, usually I don't want to do it, yeah. you know. So, yeah. I like that. And then everyone's like, oh, you're wasting your time. I'm like, no, I'm exploring love, you know. Love is always here to teach us, you know, something new. Because love is so much bigger than anything else, yeah. So basically, yeah. Tell me if, yeah, once, I'm, once you get me with love, you can get anything from me. <laughs> What's the biggest love affair you have at the moment with? I think my love affair at the moment is seeing, is, is really bringing AOI to the world because bringing art of implosion to the world because I'm in love with the fact that we're sitting there and literally transforming people's lives. You know, we're taking miserable people and turning them into blissful, joyful people coming out of the experience, just want to cuddle and hug everyone, love everyone. And just people like, you know, I've seen relationships that are on the verge of ending that just get restarted again, you know, by, yeah, by people realizing that, oh, I love my kids. I love my husband. I love my world. I love life. I love life. Yeah. And then, yeah. And it's a new, it's a whole new experience. So yeah, I'm quite passionate about getting this out there. Amazing. Yep. Pick one more. Okay, one, one more. more. One, one more, one more. Here. Let's go with the first card. So what is it? Okay, lately I have been getting better at speaking my heart. Yeah. And not really worried about what others think. Do you think that's something, and it was, uh, I wanted to touch on it, the fashion world. So I've spent 20 years as a former celebrity stylist in the fashion world. I feel that it's one that it's hard to speak yourself or be yourself or would that, would you say that's the same? Like I feel so me out of it yeah. and I didn't realize how much I was involved in it when I was there. But yeah. now I don't care so much. I don't care what anyone thinks. Whereas I was so involved with thinking what people were saying before. Did you experience the same? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a vanity uh, affair, you know? It's like basically, it's all made up. It's all act. It's all a show. 
So that's the reason why I constantly feel like I waste so much of me dealing with that world <laughs> and having to kind of like put on that show of being, a, you know, like I had another word in my head. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, being some something that I'm not, you know, yeah, and yeah. just constantly acting up and constantly needing to be so fabulous. And I'm like, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Get a grip, you know, and uh, yeah, I feel like it's so empty and it's so superficial yeah. and it's sad because this is the world, this is the industry that is dressing the people, you know. How can we change that? How? I'm changing it, you know, trust me. You know, this is like, this is the reason why I like, you know, keep going in and out. It's kind of like I go in, do my, you know, drop a bomb, but come out. But the thing is this, right now I feel like, I'm finalizing this by bringing Art of Implosion. And then once I'm done now with this stage, I'm coming in with my next collections that are very much focused on how we feel, how we, not just how we look, you know, how we improve our everything about ourselves, you know, how to really bring out the soul, you know, that Mm. has been suppressed. And I feel like that's how we can change it. We can change it by stopping the idea of covering the body with all of this nonsense, you know, and basically get back to the essence of what we're really here to bring out, you know. Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, people don't need another sweater. I believe people need another way to enhance expressing themselves, connecting with the world, because I believe this is our main reason in life or purpose in life mm. is to connect and to become better at communicating and connecting with the world around us with each other because i believe it's like if we can all enhance our connections then everything gets enhanced yeah Yeah. i love that yeah thank you (laughs) let's let's leave on that but i think uh, thank you so much for sharing your journey everything that's got you to where you are now and the impact that you're having on the rest of the world so thank you so much johnny yeah you're super welcome thanks for having me over Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how more people can hear about the amazing stories and guests that we have on here. Even better, you can also share this on social media. Screenshot it and share it on your Instagram or on your Facebook or on your Twitter account. The more people that see these episodes, the more awareness it brings to small businesses and those that are trying to make an impact and difference. And if you want to know more about how you can develop your personal brand, then check out our new website, Brand New Creators, designed by our in-house team. And we are in the business of helping you to increase your online visibility, build industry authority, lead change, motivate and profit. Who doesn't want that? I look forward to speaking to you soon. Until next time. Bye.